Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans? It's your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. It is Wednesday, December 16th. Only nine days from Christmas. Happy Hanukkah to those who are currently celebrating. And we are, yeah, gearing up for 2021 and hoping that hockey will be back soon. We know that on Christmas Day, the World Juniors will be starting. And there's a couple Bruins prospects who will be appearing in that tournament. Touch on that a little bit later and also answer some mailbag questions and begin with a look at some Bruins individual award odds for the upcoming season. Before I get into that, I want to remind you that the podcast is available anywhere you subscribe. So that would be Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, uh, Pocket Casts is what I use. If you go ahead and subscribe, each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also toss up a rating and a review, that would be very much appreciated. As far as social media goes, you can uh, follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins, and you can also follow on Instagram at Locked on Boston Bruins. You can find me on both platforms at ENC McLaren. There's a handy link tree button in my uh, bio for you to get all of the links related to the podcast. Now, I've mentioned on the podcast before that I spent about five years working as a hockey news editor for The Score up here in Toronto. And during that time, I was added to a mailing list from betonline.ag and would get regular emails from Jimmy Shapiro uh, pertaining to NHL award odds or, uh, you know, season point totals, uh, things like that. First corpse to be fired. And uh, I've always really enjoyed seeing those emails come in and interacting with them. And as fate would have it, Locked On is now entering into a sponsorship partnership with uh, Bet Online, And even before I even knew that, I was planning on uh, addressing the odds that were sent out uh, yesterday, courtesy of Jimmy Shapiro. And these are the opening NHL award chances. I thought I'd go through each one and see where some Bruins are pegged to, uh, you know, rank in terms of the odds. Now, when it comes to the 2021 Calder Memorial Trophy, there are no Bruins listed in the mix. Uh, Alexis Lafreniere tops the list at seven to four odds. Igor Shesterkin at two to one, followed by Kiprel Kaprizov, Grigory Denisenko. Quinton Byfield. So the Rangers are well represented there. Um, I would have thought perhaps Jack Stanika would earn a bit of a nod on this list, but um, alas, nary a mention of any Bruins rookies here on the Calder Memorial Trophy list. I am not 
what you would call a betting man per se, but for those of you unfamiliar with the concept of fractional odds, seven to four odds means that if you bet four dollars and the outcome comes to pass, so in this case, if Lafreniere wins the Calder Trophy, you win seven dollars plus your original four. Four to one odds would mean you bet one dollar, you win four dollars plus your original dollar. So that's kind of the uh, framework within which we are having this discussion. The Jack Adams Trophy, as we all recall, the winner in 2020 was our very own Bruce Cassidy and well-deserved. Topping the odds is Barry Trotz of the New York Islanders at 6-1, to one, Jared Bednar of the Colorado Avalanche 7-1, to one, Rick Bonus of the Dallas Stars at 8-1. to one. He, of course, went to the Stanley Cup Final. Uh, Pete DeBoer, 9-1. to one. Craig Berube, 10-1. to one. Stanley Cup winning head coach John Cooper, at also at 10-1. to one. And then at 12-1, to one, there are four coaches, including Alain Vigneault, Bruce Cassidy, Rick Tockett, Rob Brindamore. Now, as good of a coach as Cassidy is, it is kind of rare for a coach to go back-to-back in Jack Adams' voting. In fact, I think you have to go back to the 80s when Jacques Demers won it with the Detroit Red Wings. Um, So not to say that it's impossible for Cassidy to do so. Uh, He's obviously one of the best coaches in the league and could be in the running to coach Team Canada at the 2022 uh, Winter Olympics. Uh, Along with John Cooper, he'd also be in the running as well. So if you feel that Cassidy has another Jack Adams trophy season in him, 12 to 1 odds you can put down. For the James Norris Memorial Trophy, there's a familiar name near the top in Tory Krug. He's 14 to 1 odds. That's actually not really close to the top. We have Roman Yossi, 4 to 1, John Carlson, 9 to 2, as well as Victor Hedman at 9 to 2, Brett Burns, 7 to 1, Kale McCarr, 10 to 1, Alex Pietrangelo, Eric Carlson, Amir Heiskinen at 12 to 1, followed by Tori Krug at 14 to 1. We also have former Bruin Dougie Hamilton at 20 to 1. Now, when I first saw this list, there were no Bruins on it, and uh, I kind of tweeted at Bet Online AG how is uh, our boy Charlie McAvoy not even on the list? And after the fact, Jimmy Shapiro said that they had added him to the list at 66 to 1 odds along with Aaron Ekblad and Jake Muzzin. Now, I don't know if McAvoy is Norris level at this point. I think he is very much a candidate to be at least top 10 and could be in the running for this trophy within the next couple years. If he has a huge breakout this year as... The number one defenseman for the Bruins is certainly within the realm of possibility, and 66 to 1 odds would be a pretty sweet payday uh, if you want to lay that down on our boy Charlie McAvoy. Let's touch on the Vesna Trophy, where our boy Tuka Rask was a finalist in 2020. He is third on the list this year behind Andre Vasilevsky at 6 to 1. 
2020 winner Connor Hellebuck of the Winnipeg Jets at 6-1, and Tuka Rask at 7-1 ahead of Robin Leonard and Jordan Bennington, who are at 8-1 and 9-1, respectively. That would seem to suggest that odds makers are optimistic about Rask's relationship with the Bruins and the fact he'll be back in the net as the number one option for the reigning President's Trophy winners. And by all accounts, they should be confident of that. I should note Yaroslav Halak is kind of middle of the pack at 40-1 to one, uh, in the event that Rask is injured or unable to play then he could step in and certainly carry the load. Um, and uh, he's potentially worth a look at 40-1, to 1, but I'm confident that Rask will be in the mix for sure. Uh, former Bruin Malcolm Subban at the bottom of the list at 100-1, to 1, along with Brian Elliott, Chris Dreger, James Reimer. Before we get to the big offensive awards as well as the Hart Trophy odds, let's talk for a moment about Built Go makes you the best you at whatever you do. It's basically a five-hour energy boost without the same crash feeling that comes with leading alternatives, plus it's natural and better for your body. It is the best workout gel on the market, comes in easy-to-take-in one-and-a-half-ounce packages, and it's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. comes in three delicious flavors – peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. And it combines energy gel with collagen protein that is fast-absorbing, so it gets into your system fast, and it's easy on the stomach. It's loaded with good stuff to ignite your workday, like beta-alanine, B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine. And the collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. It literally makes you look as well as feel better. If you go to BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED, you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. All right, let's take a look at the odds for the Maurice Richard Trophy. Our boy David Pasternak was a co-winner of this award after scoring 48 goals last season, tied with Alex Ovechkin of the Washington Capitals. Ovechkin tops the list at 5 to 1 odds, followed by Leon Draisaitl 6 to 1, Austin Matthews 7 to 1, Connor McDavid 8 to 1, and then David Pasternak 9 to 1. Now, my sense is the reason Pasternak is uh you know, fifth on this list is because he will begin the season on the uh, injured list after undergoing off-season surgery, meaning he'll, you know, on a level playing field, have fewer games played than the rest of the field, and therefore putting him back a bit on this list. Um, so I don't think it's any disrespect to our boy Pasta and his skills. He certainly could still be at the top of the list, even in... Uh, Fewer games than total, whatever the season total will be, uh, 56, something like that. Uh, But again, because he will begin the season on the injured list, his odds aren't as great as uh, those other players. Brad Marchand's on the list at 50 to 1. Uh, Patrice Bergeron's on there at 60 to 1. Uh, I, I would be shocked out of my pants if. 
Bergeron ever won the Richard Trophy, especially at this age. And there are no other Bruins on this list. I would hope for uh, a breakout from Jake DeBrusque this year. Uh, maybe 30 goals would be nice, but again, it's probably uh, assuming a lot that he would be in the running for the Rocket Richard Trophy. Kyle Connor is here at 10 to 1 just after David Pasternak, speaking of 2015 first round picks, uh, but we don't need to get into that uh, too deep at the moment. Max Pacioretty is on there at 60 to 1. He has been loosely linked in trade talks with the Bruins. Uh, but yeah, I don't really see that coming to pass anytime soon. Now, when it comes to the Art Ross Trophy, same kind of thing here in regards to the Bruins. Brad Marchand and David Pasternak are both listed at 20 to 1, tied with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner of the Toronto Maple Leafs, as well as Sebastian Ajo and Steven Stamkos. Similar to Pasternak, Marchand will begin the season on the shelf after undergoing offseason surgery. Both those players were, I think, top five last season and certainly could be in the mix. Brad Marchand had a 100-point season two years ago, and Pasternak has developed into an all-around offensive threat. So both should be in the running at this point as well. But we have Connor McDavid at 11-4. to Leon Dreisaitl at 5 to 1, Nathan McKinnon 6 to 1, Nikita Kucherov at 10 to 1, Artemi Panarin at 12 to 1 and then Sidney Crosby at 16 to 1 all ahead of uh, our boys in black and gold. Are there any other Bruins on this list? I would be shocked if there are. Uh, and of course there are not any other Bruins on this list. So if you think Pasta or Marchand could win the Art Ross Trophy as the league's leading point scorer despite beginning the season on the shelf. Get your bets in at 20-1. to 1. The Hart Memorial Trophy, same situation. Pasternak, Marchand bumped down a bit. Marchand's at 20-1. to 1. Pasternak's 25-1. to 1. Uh, And again, mainly due to the fact that they are injured. Bergeron's down there at 50 to 1. And there are no other. Well, actually, that's not true. Charlie McAvoy did crack this list at 125 to 1 to win the 2021 Hart Memorial Trophy. Tori Krug's on there as well at 125 to 1, just as a reference point. The top guys, usual suspects McDavid, McKinnon, Dreisidel, Kucherov, Panarin. Matthews, Braden Point is on there, Elias Pedersen of the Canucks, and Ovechkin is level with Marchand at 20 to 1, Mitch Marner, Sidney Crosby also there as well. So those are the Bruins award odds for the upcoming season, whenever that is to take place. We still don't have word on when that will begin. Uh Rene Renault, not Rene, Renault Lavoie of TVA up here in Canada. You may know him as the insider who all caps his waiver news during the season. He's saying that um, there might not be an announcement by the end of this week. Uh, but according to NHL.com, focused on starting the 2021 season still in mid-January. Uh, but we'll get to that here in a moment. Uh, but before we do that, 
Let's answer some mailbag questions. Just a few to go through this week. And my friend Mare, who was on the podcast last week, she asks, what's the most recent book you've read and did you like it? And also, who recommended it to you out of curiosity? Well, it was Mare who recommended that I check out David Baldaki, his book Camel Club, which is the first in a series of kind of uh, spy thrillers about a group of fictional characters who are political watchdogs, always looking for conspiracies within the government. Uh, It was very, uh, yeah, entertaining to be sure. The dialogue a bit weak on my part, but um, the storyline was pretty compelling. It kind of read like a season of Homeland or Jack Ryan along those lines. Uh, So if you like that stuff, I would recommend it. Um, I'm picking up a few John Grisham books to read over the holidays, as well as a book by... Uh, Blake Crouch called Dark Matter. I read his book Recursion earlier this year and loved it. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, it's the holidays during COVID-19. So just trying to stay entertained and not get into anything too deep at the moment. And I'm also hoping to get the second book of this series as well, which is slated to be returned to the library uh, soon. My friend Beth at Iver Wheat, she asks another book question. What books do you wish you could read for the first time again? Uh, it's a book that I recommended to Mayor. I'd say Beartown is one that I wish I could read for the first time again. That is a Swedish book by Frederick Bachman about a minor league hockey team in kind of rural Sweden. Uh, it's a follow-up as well called Us Against Them. It's also an HBO Europe series that's coming to North America in January, and I'm very excited to read that. It was kind of the first hockey novel that I read that uh, was just compelling from first to last page. And um, that's definitely one I wish I could read for the first time. Uh, I don't know what else I would say. The Narnia books will be cool to read again for the first time. Those I read pretty much every few years, probably do for a reread in 2021. Um Yeah, that's a great question. What other book do I wish I could read again for the first time? I'll have to give that more of a think, but those those ones jump out uh, to me for sure. Mayor asked another question, and it was, With the new divisions in mind, what matchups are you most excited for this season? Well, since this is a Bruins podcast, I'll focus on the new Northeast division that the Bruins will be playing in. The Buffalo Sabres, New Jersey Devils, New York Islanders, New York Rangers, Philadelphia Flyers, Pittsburgh Penguins, and Washington Capitals. I think out of that group, I'm most looking forward to a bunch of games against the Rangers. Those are always fun to watch. Uh, Just one of those original six matchups. And I really think that... um, with the Rangers kind of on the up and up, this could be a rivalry that's renewed that uh, I'm really excited to see. Of course, there's some history with the uh, Philadelphia Flyers as well. And the fact that they kind of stole Boston's top seed last year still rubs me the wrong way. Uh, so I think those will be good as well. Um, obviously, it's always fun to play the, the Penguins and the Capitals as well. But I'd put the Rangers and Flyers over there. Elsewhere around the league, you know, obviously being up here in Canada, I'll be interested in watching some of these all-Canadian matchups. A bunch of games between Calgary and Edmonton will be amazing. 
Um, and, you know, I'll throw in a mention to the Maple Leafs. Everyone's expecting them to run away with the division, but uh, I don't think that's necessarily going to be the case. So I'm excited to see some of these other Canadian teams uh, try to take that mantle and become kind of the favorite Canadian team going into the playoffs. I should also mention uh, Beth at Iverweet sent me a tweet this morning. Uh, Yannick Weber and Kayla Price, Kayla Price being Carrie Price's sister. I guess they got together when Weber was a member of the um, Montreal Canadiens. And she posted something on Instagram about the pair moving to Boston. Uh, Weber is a unrestricted free agent who played for the National Predators last season, a right-hand shot. I don't know if the Bruins are bringing him in, perhaps on a PTO, or if he's retiring, or what the deal is there. Uh, but we shall see uh, in the coming days if there's anything Bruins-related to that particular move. That's it for this week's mailbag. Thanks so much for uh, sending in some questions. And as always, we will open up the mailbag again next week on Wednesday uh, for the uh, Locked On Boston Bruins mailbag segment. All right, as we do on the podcast, let's finish with some news and notes from around the hockey world. And when it comes to starting the 2020-2021 season, which, okay, let's just call it the 2021 season because it's still scheduled to begin, not even scheduled, they're aiming to start it on January 13th. Darren Dreger of TSN reports issues such as roster size and taxi squads are slowing down negotiations between the league and the Players Association. Frank Cervelli added the effect on the salary cap of transferring a player between the roster and the taxi squad is also part of the discussion. Seems like it would be handled similar to rules regarding a demotion to the AHL. So the player would still be with the club, but kind of earning an AHL salary. Pierre Lebrun points out teams are at the mercy as well of local health restrictions, especially in Canada. Uh, The Maple Leafs and Senators each have over 30 players that have returned, uh, while the Jets have nine. Um, These health restrictions vary from city to city and province to province. There's different regulations in Alberta, in Toronto, uh, for example. Um, and so that's kind of slowing things down as well. Dreger added, the league is looking into allowing a limited number of fans to attend games in select markets, depending on the restrictions of each city in each state. Saravelli points out, it will only be if the league can open in all 31 of its cities. So they won't just open in some and not others, I guess. Uh, The San Jose Sharks are planning to open training camp in Arizona because of restrictions in their own market. So there's just so many moving parts when it comes to COVID-19 and whether or not, um, you know, all these things can be figured out in time to begin training camp on January 2nd. Uh, Still a bit up in the air, but hopefully there's some announcement very soon. Let's see what else. Two people were arrested here in Ontario after Wayne Gretzky memorabilia was stolen from his father's home. His dad, uh, Walter, still lives in Brantford, and they took about $500,000 worth of stuff. U.S. Um, Three-month investigation. 
searches in Ontario and Alberta, and a bunch of items were recovered. Investigation still going on. Walter Gretzky, probably the world's most famous hockey dad, one of the nicest people you'll ever want to meet. And uh, it's really gross that people would <laughs> steal from from such a man. In better news, Philadelphia Flyers winger Oscar Lindblom is cancer-free just over a year after being diagnosed with Ewing's sarcoma. He finished his treatment on July 2nd, played with the Flyers in the bubble, and just had a second checkup and remains cancer-free, which is always uh, to be celebrated. Now, the latest on Zdeno Chara comes from Joe Haggerty of Boston Hockey Now. He says the he, he wonders if it's time for the Bruins to just move on from Zdeno Chara. There are teams like the New York Rangers who are reportedly interested in the 43-year-old defenseman. The Bruins do have Jacob Zborl signed on a one-year contract. Matt Grizzlick's going to take a step up. Yerhovaka 9 is in the mix. John Moore is still under contract. So, you know, Chara's agent has said his client is waiting to see what the format for the season will look like before deciding where he'll play. So, just waiting for that announcement. Some people believe he's going to return. Others aren't so sure. And again, we'll have to wait probably until there's a formal announcement in order to gain more insight into what Zdeno Chara is going to do. I mentioned earlier Bruins prospects who will be at the World Juniors. John Beecher was left off the roster for the American team after a positive COVID-19 diagnosis, but there will be two Bruins prospects in the mix, and that's Matthias Menti-Kivi of Team Finland and Russia's Roman Bichkov, who will be the lone players to keep an eye on in the Edmonton bubble at the World Juniors. Manti Kivi was drafted 185th overall by the Bruins in 2019. So far this year for his uh, Liga team, he has recorded four assists in 17 games as a 19-year-old centerman uh, when it comes to Bichkov. He has appeared in 21 games for Buran Voronezh of the VHL, which is kind of the league underneath the KHL over in Russia. One goal, three assists for four points as a 19-year-old defenseman who was drafted in the fifth round of the 2019 draft. So a couple guys to keep an eye on when the World Juniors begins in Edmonton in a couple weeks. Now I think that's pretty much it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen, and I truly appreciate all the support and everyone who has subscribed and who takes some time uh, each day or once a week or what have you to listen to the uh, podcast. It really does mean a lot, and uh, we'll be back on Friday with a very special guest and a couple more episodes to come next week before uh, mini Christmas break. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you all have a happy rest of your Wednesday. And yeah, we'll be back in a couple days with another episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Take care, friends.